The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. When Judas had left them, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and God will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little while longer. I give you a new commandment. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you also should love one another. This is how all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. The Gospel of the Lord. Today in the Gospel, we hear these beautiful and very familiar words from Jesus. As I have loved you, so you also should love one another. I think of all the words spoken by Jesus. These are perhaps the most challenging and the most difficult. And the most challenging part is not the command to love one another, but the way in which we are called to do that. As I have loved you. How has Jesus loved us. All throughout the Gospels, we see Jesus healing people physically, psychologically, and spiritually. And we too have experienced that healing to some degree. Throughout the Gospels, we see Jesus Raising people from the dead. Restoring hope into the hearts and the minds of many. And giving new life. And we too have experienced that new life to some degree. And in the Gospels, we also see Jesus defending people who have been alienated from society. Prostitutes, lepers, tax collectors, and the poor. And we too have experienced that liberation that comes from Jesus. 
And all of these actions of Jesus are signs of his love, proof of his love for us. Yet none of these signs reveal his love most fully. How did Jesus love us? How does he express his love for us most fully? He died for us. St. Paul says in Romans, God shows his love for us in that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. And in his conversation with Nicodemus, Jesus says, the Son of Man must be lifted up so that all who believe in him might have eternal life. Jesus loved us by dying for us. Therefore, if we are to imitate Christ in his love, the way we love one another is by dying for each other. And herein is the great challenge, the great difficulty of Jesus' words today. Because this love that Jesus calls us to cannot be dependent upon how we might naturally feel towards another. It cannot be dependent upon whether we think this person will receive us or not. And it certainly cannot be dependent upon even if this other person deserves our love or not. This love that Jesus calls us to, which he himself exemplifies specifically on the cross, is nothing else but a complete gift of self to another without looking for anything in return. In other words, it is love that is total, that is pure and selfless. But let's be honest, because loving in this way will kill us. And that's the whole point. What Jesus is inviting us to today by calling us to love one another is a death. It is a death to ourself. It is a death, of course, not to our, our very being or our very life, but a death to all of our selfish motivations, all of our selfish desires, 
It is a death that, to the fear that holds us back from giving ourselves to another. St. Paul tells us in Galatians that those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And that doesn't mean, of course, that we ignore our life or that we even ignore ourselves. But it means that we don't place ourselves at the center of our life. That we don't force the world and other people to revolve around us. But rather that we go out of ourselves to others. That we leave our own self-enclosed worlds to greet the other. And how to do this takes great discernment and the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. Because even though love is something each one of us needs, what this actually looks like in a person's life is oftentimes very unique and very specific. The question is not so much how do I love but how do I love this person in this situation? St. Thomas Aquinas says that to love is to will the good of another. This good that is eternal life, this good that is God. To truly love, then, is to will the life that God desires for this person. It is to help them participate in the transformation that God intends for their own sanctification and for their own holiness. And so fostering this eternal good in another will certainly include things like being patient with one another, forgiving one another. Maybe at times having to offer a challenging word to another. It might call us to intercessory prayer for another person, or to offer some form of mortification for another. It might entail for us the decision or the choice to sit down and truly listen to another and allow them to express their pain, their hurt, and maybe even their anger at us. So how then do we love a fellow sister, brother, in community? How do we love 
a spouse, a child, a friend or a neighbor. We love them when we seek their eternal good and when we give ourselves entirely to it for them. When we do that, as Jesus tells us today, they will all know that we are his disciples. Because only the love of Jesus can be that total, that pure, and that selfless. I mentioned in the beginning that this is an extremely challenging word. And it's so easy to become discouraged when we see or we look upon maybe our own efforts that just don't quite measure up to this. And yet we must never be discouraged and we must never give up, but we must keep trying again and again and again. Because God, in his love, has never given up on us. 